This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. What's up, guys? How are we doing today? I'm Frankie. And I'm Alex. And together we are FNA Van Life. Today on the show, we have Jess. She is the COO and co founder of Seeker, a super awesome app that you can use to find camp spots, day use areas, water fills, all the things that you need to know when you are out there living van life. We've got some links down below. If you're not already on Seeker, go click on that link. Join today. Before we do an update on the road, I want to talk about community. Right? Okay. All you guys out there are our community and we love you and we're so thankful for you all. I want to talk about the aspect of living van life and community. For us, it seems to be a little bit easier from what it seems like from the comments that we get. Some people have a much harder time finding community. And with the app seeker, you can definitely find community with all the new features that they're going to be rolling out in the next week. Yeah, so you can actually see if there's people nearby you. It doesn't share your exact location, which I think is very important for safety reasons. And you can actually set it so that only friends can see you. Um, But if you are somebody who's looking to meet new friends and you're traveling around, it can be a really great resource for you to find community to like invite somebody to go for like a you know a stroll through the dog park or you know grab a coffee or whatever it is um I think that for us it's not always been easy but I think you know we talk about it in the episode that Frank is quite outgoing he finds it very easy to find friends and community we do have you know our Instagram and things like that and we make a conscious effort to like reach out to people and make plans and don't get me wrong there are definitely stretches that happen where I cannot find friends and that's okay like you know you're gonna have these points in life that just doesn't feel like are working out just right for you just keep pushing through and eventually you'll get to it so speaking of the update on the road too right now we are actually hanging out with friends who are also on seeker which we are able to see their location and it makes it to where it's easy to meet up with them we are in the phoenix area and in the next week or so we'll be having a podcast with them too yeah so we're hanging out with our friends stoke loaf we also met up with our friends fenny moore's adventure more and our other friends vanning wilder so there's been a bunch of just people that we know through the community friends of friends that we've met up with in the last like week or so since we've been here and it's been really nice to connect with other nomads to like go for a nice dinner out like when's the last time we did that yeah i mean it was a long time since the last time and it felt so great it's kind of wild the people that we get to meet up with in this lifestyle we connect on even a different level and a higher level i feel like now than our old friends back in you know the real world or normal life i guess you could say like we love our friends to death that that are back from that time, from pre-van life. But I don't know, there's just a different vibe and a different feeling that you get when you're around other nomads. Yeah, and I think we also just have the luxury of time to be able to spend with each other and to make these deeper connections. Like KJ and James from Stokeloaf, we've literally been parked next to them almost 100% of the time for the last, like, four or five days. Yeah, 
And it's kind of amazing because you really get to know these people a lot deeper. You know, most of the time with your friends, you're only hanging out for a couple of hours. With, you know, this lifestyle, with the people in this lifestyle, you can hang out for two weeks and you just really get to know each other on a deeper level. And we were really lucky to actually get to meet Jess and get to know her on a bit of a deeper level. When we had just moved into Olive, we raced across the country from Florida to Utah to go to this Van Fest event. And then after the event, we ended up caravanning with some people for a little while. And Jess was one of those people. So we went on a great big hike with her. We hung out with her and her husband. It was so nice to like just sit down around the campfire and laugh, joke have a good time and it's really amazing to reconnect with her now almost a year later and see you know all the great things that she's been working on well yeah we at that point have only been on the road for about a year to have the opportunity to be with people like jess and mike who are veterans on the road they've been on the road for over five years now we got to get a lot of experience through them gain a lot of understanding through people like that just understanding the community a bit more and realizing that, you know, we are all in it together. You know, we're all enjoying life on the road and we want the best possible opportunity for each other and for the new people who are getting on the road as well. So we think that you're really going to enjoy this conversation today with Jess. So let's dive right into it. Jess, we're so excited to have you on the show today. Uh, Maybe you can kind of take us back to the beginning because I feel like you've been in van life for very long time (laughs) so like how did you get into it and you know what was the driving force between you getting into your first van yeah absolutely and thanks so much for having me um it's exciting to see y'all again since we last um saw each other I guess in Bryce Canyon um so yeah I'm Jess Schistler van there on uh, social media and I'm the founder and COO of Seeker it's a platform that helps people access the outdoors um, with campsite information and amenities and social features. So um, my journey into van life starts like back in like 2015, 2016. And my husband and I, um, we had never seen a camper van before. And we had taken a week off of work to go hiking in the Grand Tetons. And when we were, when we got out there, um, we had been living in Baltimore. So we were East Coast at the time. And so when we got out to the Tetons, we saw this amazing camper van for sale. And it was $120,000. And it was like, holy moly, that is expensive, right? Like that is just not obtainable. Um, but then as we were kind of hiking um, with no cell service for like the next five days, we were like, hey, but you know, you know, it'd be living intentionally. And we, you know, while we were backpacking, had everything we needed on our backs. And we love that feeling. We love like, you know, just waking up and inside of the adventure. Um, and so when we got back to Baltimore, uh, we realized that we didn't even have to spend that much money. Um, so if you think about it, like a mortgage payment or a rent payment, like it, it's actually like, it makes sense, right? Like if you do it full time, like it makes sense that the money kind of works out. So we then bought a van like that month. Uh, we jumped right into it. And um, then over the next six months, we converted it ourselves in the parking lot of a storage unit <laughs> using like battery operated tools um, and then figured out how to quit our jobs, start online businesses um, and hit the road. So we hit the road then in April of 2017. And so that was right at our first wedding anniversary. That was our goal was to like be intentionally living by our first wedding anniversary. Um, and we actually ate our one-year-old wedding cake um, in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho um, on our first week in the road. So that was like our, our little start into van life. Um, 
And then, you know, along the way, uh, we realized that, you know, as a, I was doing remote consulting at the time for some biotech startups, and I realized that, like, it's really difficult to find, like, good, affordable campsites that have self-service. Um, a lot of the platforms, like, the reviews weren't very good or, like, and so we'd spend like an hour driving down a dirt road, get there, and then there's no cell reception. I'd be like, oh my God, now we have to turn around. It's now dark. And um, so it just created a lot of frustration. So when I met my uh, co-founder, Brianne, um, the ladies van on Instagram, we were like, let's solve this problem together. And so since then, we've been building the platform to help more people access the outdoors because we truly believe like the more people that can access the outdoors, the more love that there will be, and then the more protection there will be for these wild spaces. Um, so we just want to make this accessible to everyone. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. And we have to congratulate you because you were just named one of the top 50 women in tech, which is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's a it's a wild honor um, to be sure, but um, I'm very thankful for the recognition of of all the work that's been going into this. But thank you for that. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and honestly, I think you definitely deserve it. Just like even the people we've been around as of late, too. They're also like ambassadors for Seeker as well, and just seeing the the different features that you have on there, like even just the ability to create a cleanup. I thought it was something that was so special and so different from all the other apps because, you know, living this lifestyle, we try to promote, you know, cleaning up uh, after ourselves and after others, as well as like, we want the community to do that as well. And you guys are creating a positive message by like some of these features on the app. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about the app itself? Yeah. And I'll just also comment that, um, yeah, we love our ambassadors and we love when they like self-start and create these events for cleanups. We we started as a kind of a meetup based community organization hosting meetups in San Diego um, every other month uh, from 2017, really till the pandemic, we were hosting meetups in San Diego. And, um, you know, we just kept hearing from people like, oh, you're living my dream. You're living my dream. And it's like, you can live this dream too. And like, so we want people to go explore and get out there and do the thing that brings them happiness. I think going back to the feature um, about like cleaning up and leave no trace, we are partnered with uh, nonprofits like leave no trace um, and tread lightly to help promote that kind of education um, with our members. And um, we also have in our review feature, the ability to mark if a campsite needs a cleanup. And our goal there is that we can um, eventually get enough data to help support both education in those areas and targeted cleanups, um, as well as trying to promote like each person taking it on themselves to like just pick up another piece of trash if they see it. Because um, I think that's really like once you get that enculturated in into people, um, it, it, it really can create a multiplying effect. So it sounds like you have a very busy job and you need to be connected all the time and you're still full-time in the van five or six years later. So a lot of people, you know, when they're first getting into the lifestyle is like, how do you work on the road? How is that even possible? Like, so how have you made that, you know, a possibility for you in your life? Yeah. And that, that certainly is one of the biggest questions, right? Like, how am I going to get internet? Like, what am I going to do? Um, so with the Seeker app, you can see both the like, cell coverage map layers. So you can toggle those on to see if you're on your campsite. And then I think more importantly, you can actually see real um, member views about what their experience was. Because my experience is like sometimes the map 
coverage layers lie. <laughs> and so sometimes you get to the campsite and you're like, you lied to me. Um, so like having those member reviews there really help promote um, like a confidence of the signal in those locations. Um, for us, we have been successful with an AT&T unlimited plan. And then we have a hotspot that's just always plugged in in the van. And so that's what I'm using right now to have this call um, is the AT&T hotspot. We do use like over 200 gigs of data a month. And so I don't think AT&T is very happy with us because anytime we're in a major city uh, and it's congested, uh, we get a little bit of slowness. Uh, I think they deprioritize um, our signal when we get there. Um, but from my experience, I've also talked to people at Verizon and it sounds like Verizon might have better coverage than AT&T, but they throttle a lot harder than AT&T does. So I think for me, you know, being able to have a video conversation is more important than me being able to have that video conversation with more location possibilities. Um, and then we also have a WeBoost, um, which is uh, something that collects signal uh, um, LTE 3G, 4G signals, and then amplifies it inside of the van. And as a scientist, I always like to say, um, vans are basically Faraday cages and a Faraday cage is something that like blocks electrical signals coming in. So even if you're like, I guess, it, you know, it just helps amplify the signal inside of the van. So that's one thing that I always like to recommend. I know some people have hit or miss um, success with those devices. And I know there's several other brands that, that can be used, but um, yeah, we've enjoyed having ours and it gives us about one or two extra bars when we're near um, the edge of the service. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with like the install of the product. Sometimes you should think you installed it properly, but you might not have. And that's probably why you're, you know, having that issue with the signal. I know. I always hate to say that because it's like, okay, well, it might be user error. Of I'll say it for you. Don't worry. I got um, you back. People don't have a good experience. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk. So you're full time in the van. Your husband, though, he doesn't seem to have a very techie job. Uh, the last Instagram I post, I saw that he's about to do a crazy solo bike ride. So can you tell us a little bit about that and maybe how we can support his journey as well? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when we first started van life, you know, as we're thinking through like, what are we going to do to generate income? Um, he, um, at the time, he has uh, architectural training and he had this kind of hobby project of um, sketching and creating art every day. And then slowly, slowly people were like, oh, can I buy that art? And he was like, okay, sure. And so now I think five years, six years later, he has um, a very well um, to do, I guess, Etsy shop, uh, drawnthere.com. Um, and then drawn there on Instagram as well, um, where he creates art um, on our travels of all the places we go. And then he typically shares like a fun story about what the art is. And then you'll always see his feed, um, him holding the art up, like his thumb with art, and then the actual thing that he sketched right in the background. So it's called plein air sketching. And then he also does a lot of custom commissions. He's also quite an adventure junkie. So um, last, actually it was 2020 now, time is so warped the last two years. Um, in 2020, he did a solo bike ride across the United States going from New Jersey to Newport Beach. And um, that was one of his lifelong dreams and he created art all along the way. And so this coming June, he'll be leaving for Alaska where he'll fly up to the Arctic Circle um, and he'll start with his wheel, you know, in the whatever the 
Arctic Ocean is up there or something. And then he'll go all the way down to the border of Mexico. Um, and so he has launched a Kickstarter. I don't know when this is going to air or anything, but it's open right now. And I think probably till the end of April or May, it'll be live um, to pre-order a book that will be a collection of his art and essays from this journey from the, um, the Arctic Circle to the Mexican border. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it's like down the Dalton Highway uh, when he's bike riding from Prudhoe Bay south, because it kind of sounds like that's where he's going to be biking from, Prudhoe Bay area. We drove that road, yes. and it is uh, it's pretty gnarly, to say the least, uh, especially with the trucks coming down it and whatnot. So, I mean, that's going to be one heck of an adventure for sure. Oh man, I am nervous. I am nervous. So he's very much solo on this. So I will not be like running sag in the van behind him. It will just be him and his like camping equipment and bear spray and like a bear bell. Um, I'm very nervous about the bears. Um, and the more that I keep hearing about these people's reports of run-ins with the bears and like the truckers rocks being thrown into windshields on the, you know, that road. Um, yeah, I will certainly be needing to busy myself. So I'm not worried the whole time. <laughs> so are you going to exactly. be anywhere nearby or is it just like, he's completely on his own? He's yeah. yeah own. I mean, he'll be completely on his own. Yeah. I will probably for be food? for food. Um, well, one, he has a bear canister. Um, so everything will be in the bear canister. There's certainly some stretches that don't have access to grocery stores or convenience stores. Um, so he's just going to have to stock up a lot more food for those areas. And then uh, water, he'll have a filtration system so that he can stop at streams and things like that and fill up water. That's easy. Cool. So I feel like it sounds like he's always had this adventurous spirit. Did you kind of have that as well when you were getting into your relationship in terms of like wanting to move into the van and like, you know, living this kind of alternative lifestyle? Yeah, actually, he always says that uh, the van was actually my idea. Um, so I think our first like month or two of dating, we probably spent more time at REI and like out at the campsites and hiking on the Appalachian Trail than like anywhere else. So um, yeah, this was certainly born into, or Brit, I don't know what you say. It, it's been a big part of our relationship all along. Um, and we actually met on bicycles. So we were both using bicycles as our primary form of transportation in Baltimore. Um, and we just happened to go the same direction one night and he said hello and like basically love it love at first sight for me oh amazing that's a, such a beautiful story <laughs> um that, is there other things that you like to do other than like bike and hike uh what like sort of activities do you like to do out of the van yeah I'm, i mean hiking biking we both have bicycles um that's why we have a um, lofted bed so that we can put all the bicycles and adventure gear we have a stand-up paddleboard backpacking equipment, um, skis, snowboards. Um, honestly, I don't know if y'all have seen this like TikTok audio. That's like, I have so many hobbies. Um, yeah. that's what I feel like my life is. And that's actually one of the reasons we chose the van life because we did have so many hobbies and we were filling every weekend with our hobbies. And it just felt like you're just driving all the time. And I guess we still kind of are driving all the time, but you're just a little bit more inside of the adventure. Yeah, I feel like even though we're driving all the time, because we drive a lot too. And like, if you saw our speedometer for the year, you'd be like, oh my. But like, it doesn't feel like it's not like a commute driving where you're tired, you're exhausted, you're like burnt out. It's like, oh, we went from this one beautiful place. And now we're going to be at this other beautiful place. And like, 
as soon as we get there, yeah. we could go lay down and take a nap if we need to. Yeah, when you get off the hike, you go Heck directly yes. into your rig, you know, and you you could have the food that you want. You could have the the nap or, you know, just the shower and change your clothes. You know, you have literally everything like you were talking about earlier. You love having that backpack with you. And really, the van is just a huge backpack. <laughs> totally. I, I actually think the van van life has made us a little soft because instead of like going on these really long um, backcountry trips, we're like, well, if we did a day hike, we could come back and like have our heater and our mattress. And <laughs> so it, I think it's actually made us a little softer than we were before. Yeah, it's definitely glamping at its finest, I feel like. Yeah, I'm okay with it, though. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, now that you're doing all these things with the business and like you, you seem like such a busy person, um, how much time do you get to you know, have the opportunity to do these things? Do you still, do you still get to fill that box? Yeah, you know, I, I love that. Um, and I'll be honest, like when we first started van life and I was just running a consulting business and a social media account, I, I don't think I was working more than 20 hours a week. And so I felt like there was that really good balance of like adventuring or like, I remember I'd get off the ski slopes and go to a call and get, get back on the ski slope. Um, I think now I definitely work a lot more than 20 hours, probably, uh, at least twice that. Um, and so I'm less, um, I think I'm less infusing the adventure every day, but more committed to blocking time out for the adventure. So I'm very good at like boundaries of like, this is my weekend and I, I'm not going to do anything work. This is my weekend. Or like, this is my two weeks, you know, at Burning Man, like I'm going to be off grid. I'm not responding to anything. So I think I've just set firmer boundaries, um, when I need to take time off just for my own, um, mental health or a uh, benefit of joy. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, you know, it's amazing when you first get on the road. And I think a lot of people have this experience where either you have savings or whatever, and it's like, you're just having the fun and the joy and, you know, enjoying life on the road. But then it's kind of like, okay, well, like, if I want to stay on the road, I need to figure out how to make it sustainable. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I think you're doing a really beautiful thing by making, you know, van life sustainable for everybody, right? But then, you know, mm-hmm. you need to earn a little bit of money and you need to spend a couple of hours doing something for somebody else or whatever it might be. So, you know, the, I think the longer you're in van life, the more, I don't want to say the more like regular life it becomes, but you have to kind of shift your priorities and your focus so that you are, you know, managing your life and not just like this endless holiday. Oh, oh, hundred percent. I think, I think that's actually a really important thing. Like as people enter to like really think through, um, we didn't start with savings. We actually built our van like on a credit card. Um, and we, you know, we tried to keep it at some raised budget. Um, but because, you know, we're, we're staying at mostly free campgrounds. Um, I'm not going shopping cause there's nowhere to put anything. I'm not like disposing of my income say so we were actually able to like pay down a lot of our debt in the first couple years of van life um which i think some people you know they see oh you have a sprinter van oh you know you you are this you are that and it's like well actually like i was in debt and now like this way of living has actually enabled me to like not spend so much Uh, and so really that's what it's about don't spend so much and then you can do more. Um, so it, it, it's really a, a budget management tool for me as well. 
Yeah, I, it's the same for us. One of the things it's allowed us to do is spend the money on things that we actually value in the sense of like experience rather than uh, like items that you might use like two or three times and then throw out, you know? So the ability to utilize the money in a way where we are actually reaping a benefit of, you know, life um, is kind of what it's given to us, I feel like. And also a lot of food. Food. We spend a lot of money on food. Most of the money like. on food. <laughs> yes yes for sure yeah no and I think I was like looking at my my last year's budget when I was doing taxes recently and I was like we spent a majority like the biggest spend category was travel and I'm like very proud of that like I'm very mm -hmm. proud to say that my biggest spend category is travel um and you know we aim to do like three different countries every year um and so that's like not in a van we have to fly to those places but um, I've kind of not been on social media this year. I needed to take a break and a, a step back just for my mental health. But um, we actually, we went to Africa. So um, we we spent like three weeks in Kenya and, and Cairo and like being able to like really put your money into things that bring you joy and like en enrich your life. And like you get to see these other cultures and other ways of living. Um, like that's that's where I want to spend my money. Mm -hmm. Likewise. So speaking of all these amazing places that you've traveled to, you know, personally, we're in a position where, you know, we've been on the road for two and a half years. I feel like we've seen a lot of America. We've seen a little bit of Canada. Um, you know, we did Alaska last summer. And so now we're like, we need to switch it up. We're going to go into Central America and like do something totally different. So how are you kind of, where have you been? I guess probably the entire North America, I would imagine. But like, you know, where do you want to go? What's still on your bucket list? Is it now more international stuff? Like, where do you kind of see yourself going? Um, let's see. We have done all of the lower 48 states. Um, we've probably circumnavigated the country at least a dozen times at this point. Um, we typically do at least one loop a year, probably two loops a year, and then some like zigzags in between. Uh, we spent a lot of time in Southern California just because you really can't beat the people in the weather. Um, we've done a little bit of Canada, but we haven't made it to Alaska in the van yet. It's like been one of those things where we're or like every summer it's like, okay, we're driving to Alaska, we're driving to Alaska. And then like, it's just some other thing happens. Um, but we did have a chance to drive all the way down to um, Cabo um, this past, uh, I guess, February or January, February. I don't even remember. February. Um, life is a little bit of a blur when you wake up in a new place every day. It's like you wake up and I'm like, okay, where am I? What day is it? Um, I'm sure y'all have experienced that same feeling. I had that moment the other day. We were, were in Arizona, but we were in Utah like a week or two before that. And we're sitting there and I'm like, wait a second, what state are we in? Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't realize what state I was in. And it took me about three minutes to go, Oh yeah, we're in Arizona now. Like, it's just so yeah. such a strange thing for like if you're just living a normal stationary life, you don't ever have that thought process happen to you. But if you're living on the road, I feel like it's a fairly normal thing that happens to all of us once you've been doing it long enough. Yeah, and I think that kind of goes back to what you're saying about like the difference of commuting versus like driving in a van, um, like we do. Um, and I was commuting from Baltimore to Washington, D.C. by like a car, a train, the metro, walking. 
And it takes me four hours a day to commute. And it's just same place back to back to back to back to back to back. But like in van life, we probably drive like two hours a day on average. And we're like rarely going to the same place twice. And I think it's that like variety that like I really crave. Um, And so like that brings me a lot of happiness is being able to like experience new things and have these new experiences in a way that you it's hard to get when you're just doing the same thing every day. I think all the East coasters listening to this podcast could totally appreciate that. And like the people that live in like LA too, because that commute is just same commute every day. For me, it was about three hours on average per day for my life. And that's really what pushed us to do this as well was me going through that commute and going, what am I doing? I'd be on like autopilot, not realizing how I made it to my job every morning. And I'm like, wait, like, how, how did I get here? How long did it even take? Cause you just like, you're like almost half asleep while you're doing it. Where now in van life, I never feel that way because I'm excited for the next spot. I'm excited for the new adventure, the new people we might meet, you know, along that way that might direct us in a, another direction that where we meet other amazing people or see some beautiful scenery that we would have never thought we would have ever seen in our lives. And sure, we feel so fortunate for all that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's very much a privilege to be able to, you know, to say that, um, that we can do this. And, and I fully recognize that. Um, and what I, uh, what I've learned is that like, whatever plan you think you have, just, throw it away because it's not going to happen for some reason or another. And like you're saying, like sometimes you just meet people along the way and they just change the trajectory completely or like tell you this new spot you need to go check out. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that kind of word of mouth community vibe is like, I like that's what we wanted to encapsulate in the, uh, in the seeker app, um, in our community so that we can create this like, connection and network of people who like truly care about other people's experiences and like want to share in the joy of of this lifestyle with other people mm-hmm. yeah and it seems as if so you guys are actually hitting that mark because even just the other week when we were at an event it was a it was a wedding that we were at you know we created uh, our friends created a cleanup there and people who weren't even involved in that event showed up to the cleanup and they like they weren't even at the event, but they showed up because it's like-minded people trying to do the same thing. And it was just such a, a beautiful moment to see um, that people were willing to go out of their way to so much as clean up. And this is something you guys have created, you know, just by creating this app. And I, I think it's such a wonderful thing. Oh, I mean, like I have so much joy just like coming out of my heart anytime I hear something like that, because it's just really cool to see and like building a company and building an app specifically is really hard. Um, and it's been a very hard journey, um, of lots of learnings, lots of failures, lots of growth. Um, and so like for us to be able to like deliver what we need to our community is like, ugh, like tears for sure. Yes. Well, I will say, don't give up on it. Keep going at it. You guys are killing it like a hundred percent. You guys are doing great. We'll figure out a way to link something in the description below so that people can find it that are listening as well. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I just love the idea that like, I think that there's something else that you guys have put in there is like hobby based stuff. Is that correct? So like, um, you can say like climbing or hiking or riding or whatever you're doing. 
Yeah, yeah. So each person that that joins the the community, it's free to join. Um, there's never a cost to join or use the app. Um, but we do require registration just because it is like a location and social community. So just like you would join Instagram or some other like social platform, we want people to feel safe on the, on the platform. And so if, if you just register with an email or we have a couple of different ways you can register. Um, and then that's what I say, like when I say member, uh, I really don't like the phrase user. I know like the other apps like to say like app users, but like it just feels derogatory. So like, you'll always hear me say members because they're community to me. Um, so yeah, you can create a profile and you can say what interests you have. Um, as we, as we grow and build the product, um, we will likely, um, make it easier to connect those interests with people near you and make smarter recommendations about like, if, if you like rock climbing and there's someone, you know, maybe 10 miles away from you and they like rock climbing, Maybe we can push that to the top of your list. So there's a lot of ways that we can facilitate these connections. Um, the thing we just recently launched is Seeker Hubs. And this is a kind of Slack, Discord, Reddit experience, kind of like a forum. Um, so we have several hubs up um, that each have sub hubs. And those are kind of like Slack channels where you can just shout out like whatever you're doing that week. You can promote an event or a podcast. Um, you can look for rigs. You can ask questions of the community, like where should I go here? Uh, what product should I buy for my bumpers or you know, insulation? So we, we're trying to curate spaces that people feel welcome and like heard and seen. Um, and, and that's going to be the, the next big iteration for the app is like, you know, pairing those kind of engagement and social connectivity um, with the information, like, where do I dump my gray water or where am I camping tonight? Um, so we want to make sure that you have all the information all in one place. I think that's great because a lot of times we meet people who, especially if they're traveling solo, like Frank and I have built in friends, you know, it's like him and me. And so we have somebody to hang out with, but sometimes we'll meet people and they'll be like, you're the first other van lifer that we've ever met. Or like, you know, I've been on the road for however many months and I've, you know, been so lonely this whole time. It's kind of sad because one of the biggest parts of van life for us is the community. And, you know, maybe part of that is because we have the podcast or, you know, the YouTube, whatever, like we have more connections with people. Frank is super outgoing. He'll make friends with anybody anywhere, you know, like some of our best friends we met in grocery store parking lots, you know, not everybody (laughs) is that kind of like, outgoing, outgoing. Gonna put themselves out there, start the conversation. Um, but so with the app and, you know, I like that it's built in a way that you can't see exactly where somebody is because that would be maybe like a little bit of yep. a safety yep. issue. But if you yep. know that like, oh, somebody's kind of nearby, I could look at their profile and see like, maybe I do, I want to say hi. And maybe, you know, we both like rock climbing and we could go for, you know, hike and do something together. Yeah. So I think it's a really great way to make the community more inclusive because not everybody yeah. is just going to roll up on a campsite and walk into the middle and like introduce themselves at the fire, you know? Yeah. And I mean, like you're actually like nailing one of the key reasons that we built the social features into the information because like, you know, in my first year of traveling, I, it was just my husband and I, and we had a dog at the time and um, I still got really lonely because I didn't have friends. I didn't have that community connection. And like one of the biggest indicators for like health and longevity is actually feeling connected to a community. And so like, if we can actually impact like your lifespan and health span by connecting you with people that like are like you, like, hell yeah, I'm going to do that. 
Um, and it's not like when you go to campgrounds, I mean, I'm at an RV park right now. Um, it's not typical for people to talk to you. Like people are in their own worlds. Um, so like facilitating this, it, I feel like we're like a new generation of camper that like wants to connect and like find people who are doing the things and like living life on a similar terms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like that older generation of camper, like they're out for a week or they're out for a weekend or maybe a month, you know, but they're on their own kind of mission. Whereas I feel like a lot more people who live van life are full timers. And so, you know, you are looking for that community on the road because it's not like you have that home base maybe to go back to and like, oh, I'm going to see all my friends next Tuesday. So it doesn't really matter, right? Like we've been on the road for so long and like the amount of times that we've actually been home is very small, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, to see our friends and family. So if we didn't have the like connection points along the way, I think we'd be super lonely. Yeah. Especially me just being like such an extrovert. Like I, I thrive with like, yeah, I I thrive on like just communicating with others. And like you, even if it's for a few moments, like it, it makes a big difference for me in my life. Um, and like, I just love meeting different people and just like seeing what, you know, or getting an idea of what, like what makes them happy and trying to like help, you know, that happiness. And I don't know, there's there's something there about being an extrovert where you like, you thrive off of that, you know? And like, I could kind of, I don't take in other people's energy where I just more like give out my own, you know? And I, I hope that I'm always giving a positive energy to people. So it's like, for me, I would get by, but it definitely has helped us out so much by having some type of social media, you know, that we could interact and find other people that are, you know, like us or, or into similar things or like just the aspect of van life, right? Just the fact that we're living this lifestyle makes us automatically have so much in common, you know? And I think it's something that not, not a lot of people have outside of this lifestyle, but we all have it together and it automatically gives us this connection. I'm, I'm loving this conversation. Y'all are so good at like having a, a like a flow of conversation with your questions. So thank you for having me. Um, I, I hear what you're saying about the energy as an extrovert too. Like if I don't see other people besides my husband on like an extended period of time, I just like cave in on myself and like, I just become this like hermit creature and so like even just like going to the grocery store and like talking to the checkout person like oh humans like it just brings me light um so i feel you on that one i love that so our final question yeah yeah, final question is like what advice do you have for somebody that's looking to get into this lifestyle um you've been doing it for so long so all i feel like you have the best uh you know the best words of advice that we could find would be from somebody of your caliber in this lifestyle no pressure Oh my gosh. Well, one, I'm honored. That's a lot of pressure. Um, but, um, what I would say is that, um, there's no right way to do this and that the way that is accessible to you, um, will be the right way for you. Um, and the most important thing is actually just to take steps towards it. It's super easy to see things on Instagram and feel like they are out of reach, but if you can set yourself a goal and you can walk towards that goal every single day, one of the most beautiful things that will happen is that the path will appear. And, um, one of the quotes that kind of got me through the hard parts of like starting this journey, um, was leap and the net will appear. And that 
truly, truly happened for me. Whereas like each big scary move that I had to make, like quitting my job or like figuring out how we're going to make money, things just worked out because I kept putting energy towards the goal. So that's my biggest uh, like point to share with people is like, you can make this happen. Um, all you have to do is uh, get out of your own way. Totally. I absolutely agree. I think that's the best advice. Um, it, it's exactly kind of what happened for us too. So yeah, I, these little things give the people out there that are trying to jump into it just the right amount of confidence to do it for themselves. And we get the messages all the time. And we're so thankful for people like you on the podcast and on the YouTube channel that help inspire uh, all these other people to jump into the lifestyle as well. Heck yes. Yeah. No, I would, I want to see all of y'all out there. Um, that's my goal. Um, but thanks so much for having me. This has really been wonderful to talk with y'all. Absolutely. And we're going to put the links down below for seeker. And we'll also put the link down below to support the GoFundMe for your husband's epic journey. So everybody can follow along. Um, we'll have all the links down below and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much y'all have a good one. Wow, it's truly incredible getting to know Jess on the podcast. I feel like we even know her more now on an even deeper level, just getting to understand what she's been doing over the past year or two and creating this amazing company. Yeah, I think it's amazing to see, you know, like a woman-owned business doing so well. They're working so hard to grow the van life community to make sure that everybody in that community thrives. And if you're not already on Seeker, be sure to go check the link down below and join today. And if you'd like to become our special friends on Seeker and get access, we only share our location with our friends. And so if you'd like to become a close friend with us on Seeker, come and join our Patreon and we will give you our details and approve you as our friend. So when we're driving by you in town, then you know, we can meet up. You might be able to see if we're within 10 miles of you. Or and then five miles. Five miles of you. And then you know that there's an opportunity for us to meet. And we love meeting the community. So if we have an opportunity to show you guys kind of where we are, our whereabouts, it just gives us that opportunity to be even closer than just online friends. Yeah. And one of our Patreon benefits has always been, you know, that we're going to do our best to like come and see you. And our patrons always know where we are before other people. But having just the ability to log into the Seeker app and be like, oh my gosh, FNA Van Life is right around the corner. That might be something that you're interested in. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And we would love to, you know, share a coffee with you, go for a hike, enjoy a campfire. So definitely go check the links below and come and join us. Most importantly, you'll get to meet Paco. <laughs> That's the number one reason that you should do anything I mean, with us ever. <laughs> Speaking of Paco, we're going to be hopefully unveiling a new sticker with Paco here shortly. And that's another benefit of being a Patreon is you wind up getting the brand new Paco sticker when it comes out. Yeah, it's super cute. I just ordered it today. So it's going to get shipped to California. So we'll be there to pick it up in a couple of weeks. And then we're going to send out the first batch to our Patreons. And I think you guys are really going to like it. It is super cute. And the hint I'll give is... You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, I I can't guess because then it's... Yeah, but do you get the, do you get the I, hint? I get it. Oh, okay, cool, cool. 
I'm, I'm like holding a gun in my hand right now. Well, it's actually not a real gun. It's like a finger gun. Your finger gun looks very dangerous. Did it? <laughs> okay. Well, I think that you guys can see that we're going a little bit crazy in the brain from the heat out here. So we are going to let you go. We hope that you all have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right. All that.